Welcome to Dig It. I hope you're all having a beautiful Friday morning. Uh, first, I want to apologize for last week. We're so sorry that uh, we didn't bring an episode out, but it was absolutely crazy for all of us and for heaps of people, actually, with this mass censorship going on. We're going to talk about that. Uh, I'm here, as always, with my two lovely ladies, the Sharp Edge, Corey of Corey's Digs. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Doing good on an adrenaline rush. Multitasking fool this week. There's so much. Wow, These girls I know. have been going crazy. Like just like in the group chat and I've just been watching all lethargic like these girls are on fire, I'll give you that. <laughs> so much so, is dropping so fast. So we have a ton to get into today and try to summarize it and make sense of it all. Oh and a, a, lot, a lot of it's going to be centering around Hunter Biden, of course. Uh, laptop deals in Iraq, Kazakhstan, Russia, Ukraine, China. Uh, the alleged underage material on it. Uh, Corey, uh, Corey and Edge both are going to talk about uh, some business partners. Uh, 26,000 emails. Jeez, there's so much here, ladies. I know, and I cranked out, uh, well, I cranked out one article this week. I actually have another one that's dropping either Friday or Saturday, and um, James did a brilliant one, too, that I want to talk about that just published on uh, Wednesday, and I know you guys have been working on some podcasts as well, so, God, there's so much. Yeah, yeah and then, might, of course, the Maxwell, right? the Maxwell documents, we'll talk about that. we got got to throw and, that in there. And, and that actually... Um, that just dropped this morning. It's we record on Thursday, so we're not going to be able to cover the the debate that hasn't happened yet tonight. But I, I did. Edge and I have been reading through the Maxwell docs. Um, I only got through page 150 because I had to take care of some other stuff this morning as well. But I will be definitely writing up either a thread on Twitter or an article or something on it. Yeah, for sure. So. Where, where, where would you like to start? Because this is a maze of information. How would you like to set this out, ladies? Oh, and then there's the 60-minute thing. So we definitely have to show these photos for anyone who may have missed them. I was laughing so hard <laughs> with Leslie Saul when Kaylee handed her the book, having to do with everything they've done with health. And her, she's literally, like, buckled over trying to hold this huge book, the expression on her face. Did you guys see those? I did. That's probably the one thing I caught this week. <laughs> that was classic. So, of course, after the interview, the 60 Minutes interview, she wasn't wearing a mask while she's standing around others wearing a mask. And so uh, they just released the, the raw interview because Trump is saying, you know, he wants to show how unfair and dirty they are. And so that just released. I haven't watched it yet. It literally just dropped. So we'll put the link under here so people can watch the, the raw version. And this is, I believe, before the 60-minute. Has the 60-minute one released yet? No, I don't think so. The official one? Okay. So this should be, this should be interesting to watch. <laughs> yeah, I love this, you know, I know. Uh, it, the behind the scenes so you can yep. see how fake they are. Yep. It's fantastic. Brilliant. Brilliant. 
Well, you want to just talk about Maxwell first since it's kind of fresh on our minds? Sure. Yeah, go into it. Well, I mean, obviously, she lies her ass off. She's a professional liar. Um, and she's very snarky. Man, did you catch her tone through that edge? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, really um, saying, let's move on, as though sh- she's the one who's in charge here. And would you like to ask me that question properly? And she just, she denies everything. But there's, there's definite contradictions. And I have, I have no, I've, I've been making notes as I've been reading this. So um, like Edge and I were just talking about, sometimes there's more answers in the questions. We already know how much she's going to deny, but he's, he's actually pretty smart in how he asks the questions multiple times in multiple different ways and, and kind of catches her a little bit here and there. So what do you think, Edge? Well, yes, all of, obviously, you know, on face value, she's just denying the whole thing. You're not going to get a whole lot out of that, but you do catch her in some lies. Yeah, I think that's the main thing is that she's she's basically saying she doesn't know anything the entire time. It's, you know, I don't know. I, I can't recall. I don't remember the whole, through the whole thing. But you do get uh, some some tidbits and nuggets here and there from the questions that are asked. You know, there we were talking about some places that they flew to that we weren't really familiar with. That's new information to me anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about, you know, they talk about Clinton in the questions. They talk about, you know, uh, Epstein's connections possibly to the government. So um, with the Clinton one, one of the redactions was they asked if um, Epstein was one of the original people that conceived the and then it was redacted. Um, and of course, her response was, I don't know what you are talking about. Um, they, the redaction is the Clinton Foundation. That's what they're referring to. And that was, I believe, on page 136. So, because that is something, and I've reported on that in the past, where it has been reported of Epstein stating that he was he was involved with the creation of the Clinton Foundation. So, I found it interesting that they they uh that he asked that question yeah you can gather a lot of of information and kind of deduce what some of the redactions are in some cases i've seen uh one in particular where they were talking about procuring a young russian girl and people were deducing that possibly may was uh maybe (laughs) john luke brunel or possibly i've heard the name listerman being tossed around so um, yeah, there's there's definitely some speculation that you can deduce from some of these redactions based off of the the way that the questions are worded. Well, and one of the other things too is she consistently throughout this keeps repeating how uh, let's see Virginia um, lies. And that she is an absolute 1,000% liar. Are we tallying her lies? <laughs> so she repeats that over and over and over again as though she has lied about everything. She has made everything up. But then here she has to admit, oh, yes, yeah, she was on that flight and she was on that flight. Okay. Well, if you can confirm that, then how did she know the specifics and the details of these other flights? Like, 
the dates, the people that were on them. You know what I mean? So it's very contradictory. Yeah, I can't wait till you go through it with a fine-tuned tooth comb because if anybody can find those little juicy nuggets, it's going to be you. <laughs> now we just need time to do that. Yeah, yeah I think it's like 400 and, is 460, 65 pages or something like that. I think it was fun. I think it's funny at the start when you're like, I'm only through 150. Like, that's normal. <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's, a pretty, it's like double spaced. It's a pretty quick read. <laughs> it is. You're, you're talking yourself down, mate. It's it's well, and it's like Q&A. So you can read through that stuff a lot quicker than if you're trying to read something where you're digesting the information and analyzing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But Corey is a speed reader, no doubt. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. My mom's a speed reader. The woman reads like a book a day. It's insane. There she you says, go. You really should take a break from the from the all this stuff and read some some fictional books and just escape. And I'm like, oh my god, I spend all my days and nights reading. I don't want to read more books. <laughs> I know, right? I I'd rather to- watch a good movie if there's any out there anymore. I used to read a lot of novels too. And ever since I started doing this, I don't read anything anymore. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, when I was younger, I did, but I've, I've mostly, most of my life read um, nonfiction. Yeah. So anyway, you want to go into um, all of the, uh, I know you have a lot of the specifics um, with uh, Hunter Biden. I have been going back and forth with some people and I've been working on all these articles and all this other stuff. So I I haven't had time to sit and process everything that's coming out. But one of the things I think we need to clear up is there's a lot of people that are tweeting out saying, I know a source that's seen the hard drive that Giuliani has. And, and there there's, videos of of people you know torturing and abusing chinese children um and stuff about pornography and just you know some exaggerated sounding comments and here's what people need to know because there's a lot of things happening simultaneously so you've got three different things happening one ukraine allegedly has hard drive um, pertaining to Hunter Biden. And then you've got Giuliani, who is working with Bannon, and he's brought in um, some of them from OAN, and they have reviewed these files. So, and then you have um, Lude Media as well. And so if it's coming from them, you can pretty much bank on it. If it's coming from anyone else saying that, you know, sources say, first off, for example, like if the New York Post or Breitbart does an article on it, they're actually referring to the hard drive that Giuliani has. They've obviously been given this information or, you know, for example, Peter Schweitzer and Seamus Bronner wrote an article that was published on Breitbart but that pertains to the 26,700 Cooney emails. So, so we've got a few different things happening. So the Cooney emails, that was um, Matthew 
Termond, if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. And he met with him in prison and got the permission to access his Gmail account. He then partnered with Peter Schweitzer and they have been reviewing all of these. Um, Seamus Brunner, who obviously has been reviewing them and, and dropping information on this. And um, Jack from OAN has also reviewed some of them. And um, I believe some over at Breitbart. So, so there's very small core groups that have the emails, that have the hard drives, that are releasing this information, uh, like at rapid pace where your head's spinning, right? Because it's all coming from different directions all at once. So yeah, I just it's, it's easy to get them confused. Yeah. And so people need to be very, very um, cautious. You've got the hard drive that has to do with, gosh, all kinds of things, but Hunter and Biden. And, and that is, in fact, where both Giuliani and uh, Chanel um, from yeah. OAN have, have both verified that there is definitely images of... Um, uh, you know, with a minor, several images with a minor. And there's, I think in every time I've heard them speak or post something, they state a minor. I don't know that they've actually said multiple minors and that this is in connection with Hunter Biden and that Giuliani has turned this over to uh, Delaware, Delaware police, right? Is that correct? Yes. Okay, so, so you've got that group, but then you've got the business emails between Cooney and Asher and Biden, and that all has to do more with these kind of Russia scandals we're seeing and money and them um, working with the Chinese to get them into the White House to meet, do tours and you know work Biden and Obama. So that's that whole section. And as far as what might be coming out of the Ukraine hard drive, I haven't had two seconds to follow up on that one. But just yeah. everyone should be really cautious about anyone claiming they have sources that have seen the files. Right. Uh, and so we, so we have the, the Hunter Biden laptop, which is Giuliani's crew. Then we have this whole other trove of 26,000 emails from Hunter Biden's business partner, Bevan Cooney, who flipped, and now they have access to his emails. So when we are talking about emails, it's, you know, it's either those two sources or this new Ukraine source, which we don't really know much about yet, I think. And Cooney also has been removed from the prison that he was in and is believed to be in protective custody right now because when all of this hit the fan, you can imagine. Yeah, yeah. So here's what we know about Hunter's laptop. Uh, we know that it's full of emails showing business deals with his partners using the Biden name. These deals aren't just Ukraine or China. They're also Russia, Iraq, Kazakhstan. The worst part about it you talked about briefly is the images of underage girls and uh, a text from Hunter to Joe Biden. And mm -hmm. Giuliani has discussed this um, on a, uh, it was Newsmax uh, this week. And this text message talks uh, about an alleged incident 
where a hunter FaceTimed naked with an unnamed 14-year-old girl. Now, as far as the sources go, I Revolver has reported on this but not named their source and claiming that they've seen the laptop. Not sure uh, how reliable I trust Revolver, but just you guys make up your own mind. Uh, Revolver is saying they have a source that's seen the laptop, and they're saying that about a third of the photographs are of this same girl, and some of them are topless, some of them are in suggestive photos with Hunter, and they're claiming these photos are a member of the Biden family. Well, now, that's in line with what Julian and Chanel have said. Yes, so, I was just going to say that. because so they may have given them access so that, to see, so they were able to report on it and, yeah. and, and validate it. And yeah, OANN, Chanel Rion, and several others um, from OANN have seen the laptop. And there, uh, Chanel has said there are several images of uh -huh. a minor that justify immediate attention. And we have a reason to believe that that minor is a U.S. citizen. So I do think there actually are multiple uh, minors, possibly, but one minor is predominant. And this may or may not be a member of the Biden family. We don't know yet uh, for certain, uh, but that's uh, something that has been reported. But here's the deal. Joe Biden knew. He knew this. Right. Hunter, Hunter told him about this activity. Joe did nothing. The FBI knew this. And that's the part. Do you have that pulled up? You should read that because my mind immediately said, oh. <sighs> Why is he sharing this with him at all? Right. Unless he feels very comfortable in sharing this information with him or unless he's trying to get out in front of it because it is, in fact, a family member. Um, speculation that since it was coming, the information was about his sister-in-law, speculation that it would be his niece, correct? That's the speculation. It's possible. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, terrible to think about that but um i guess time will tell and maybe it won't we maybe we won't know who the 14 year old is but it's possible that that could be the niece yeah yeah because people need to understand they're going to want to giuliani and them and now that they've turned this over to the police you know they're going to want to for keep that um i realize she's older now i i, I can't remember the date that that text was sent do you remember but, she, but she, i'm looking at it right now well, obviously quite a bit older now and you know but to keep respect for her privacy um i don't know because right. this is great speculation so the most the most important thing is to protect the victims of this stuff right, right. so i'm looking at it right now i don't see the date on it um, it says, she told my therapist, this is the, the text message between Hunter Biden to Joe Biden, say, saying, she told my therapist I was sexually inappropriate. This would be with an unnamed 14-year-old girl. This is what Giuliani said. Uh, when she says, I FaceTimed naked with the unnamed 14-year-old girl. And the reason she can't have her out to see me is because I walk around naked, smoking crack, talking Tom girls, probably talking to girls is what he, just a typo, talking yeah. to girls on FaceTime. When she pressed, she said the unnamed 14-year-old girl never said anything like that, 
But the bottom line is that I created and caused a very unsafe environment for the kids. So that's the gist of the text message. Plus there are multiple, from multiple sources we're hearing, there are images that very clearly made this something that needed to be immediately taken to authorities. And Giuliani is the only one that has done this. He handed this information over to Delaware police. Look, Biden did nothing. The FBI sat on this. They did nothing. Okay. Rudy Giuliani put it in the hands of the Delaware police and guess what they did? They did nothing. They gave it back to the FBI. So now it's sitting at the FBI again, waiting for somebody to do something. I think I saw something showing that the, um, that the FBI has validated that it is in fact his, his computer. They have. And yeah, they haven't heard anything more development as far as what they're doing to protect these young girls who were involved in this. Um, so, but we do know yeah. that the FBI has opened an investigation into money laundering connected to this. So there's that. And if any of these media hacks keep saying that it's Russian disinfo or smear campaign, you know, we had Jill Biden saying it was just a smear. Same right. thing as Joe. And they're coming out. They, they, that's, they're, they're holding to that. Well, we have the director of, of national intelligence saying this is not Russian disinfo. We have signed affidavits, one from Hunter Biden's partner, Tony Bobolinsky, saying that these emails are authentic, that he was part of these deals, and that Joe Biden not only knew about them, but he took part in the meetings. And he's confirmed that all these emails with Hunter Biden referring to the big guy are in fact Joe Biden. And these emails talk about how the big guy is getting his cut, whether it's 10%, 50%, whatever. So we have a clear RICO case of money laundering and bribery here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And trying to remember the figure. Uh, was it $1.5 or something? I remember Giuliani. I've been catching snippets here and there, going back and forth between the the email trove and the hard drive. Well, I've heard one point. Well, one point five billion was the Ukraine deal. We've had okay. another multi-billion dollar deal. It was either one point five or two, somewhere around that, with China uh, that Hunter was involved in. They're saying they're throwing around numbers like eight hundred million uh, connected to this money laundering scheme. So, um, and what's really messed up is the one um, email or text that. Hunter, I'm trying to think of who it went to, but where he was saying how, you know, he has to give up half a salary and how uh, he was forced to and that I can't remember the exact words, but he obviously had a lot of resentment, was very upset, you know, towards his father. And it's really sick when you think about it. It's like using his son, who doesn't seem to have a lot of business sense per se, but is like the guy who goes around and sets up the meetings and everything so that uh, Joe can sell out our freaking country. Yep. And Joe cannot deny that he's involved in this. We have texts from another partner to, Do- to Tony Bobolinsky saying, quote, don't mention Joe being involved. They're very paranoid. And, mm-hmm. and he says back, they should be. So they knew exactly what they were doing here. They knew it was criminal activity and they knew to be very, very careful. 
Yeah, did you want to say something, speaker? <laughs> I, I lost my train of thought. I was listening to you guys. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no so continue. Much. Well, then this morning. <laughs> you guys are doing morning. fine. Don't worry about me. <laughs> there's just so much. This morning, Peter Schweitzer came out and said there was a whistleblower that came forward to verify um, some of the business dealings. And now we're back to the emails now. Now we're back to the Cooney emails. Um having to do with the the business dealings that are talked about in all these emails that keep being dropped like day after day they're being they're all being trickled out and everyone's like well why don't they just dump all 27,000 at once well because there's some phone numbers and fax numbers and they're trying to get through them as quickly as possible and they're they're just redacting those those couple of things that's it you know the emails are completely visible for everyone to see Right. And what Matthew, um, who is the, you know, one of the, the guys that are sifting through all of these emails, um, mm -hmm. what he said is, you know, that, that when Bevan Cooney flipped, you know, and gave them authorization, just gave them his email account to go mm -hmm. through, you know, that they made an agreement that they weren't going to be publishing any of his personal stuff. It's really just that they're going to be doing stuff that's related to Hunter Biden and their business dealings. Right. And, and uh, so, yeah, so they've got to sift through 26,000 emails, uh -huh. which is a huge, huge ordeal. But what we've gotten from this trove so far is that Bevan Cooney's emails do corroborate Hunter's emails, and they show that the, these this inner working of this money laundering scheme. In one case, we have the, uh, the Russian woman tied to Putin, who's the wife of the former mayor of Moscow, Yelena Batarina. And according to Peter Schweitzer, uh, she's tied to Russian organized crime. And so what they've uncovered with Bevan Cooney's emails. And trafficking, is, right? Like uh, prostitution and trafficking? Possibly. I, I, I don't know. Um, or the money, the money. It's, it's the money that went through to him has ties to trafficking, prostitution. Oh, yeah. I'm not Right. Not, not surprised. Well, the Senate report did talk about uh, trafficking and prostitution of Russian and Ukrainian women. Um, it didn't tie it specifically to Yelena Baterina, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, that's not probably a, a difficult jump to make, but we, I, don't, I haven't seen anything connecting those two yet. Um, but Hunter's uh, partners discussed this $200 million deal where it looks like they're laundering $200 million for Yelena. Uh, here in the U.S. Uh, in, in avoidance of the sanctions through J.P. Morgan. And the Senate report that we just referenced uh, that came out just before this whole laptop thing came out um, references that uh, Hunter got $3.5 from Elena Baterina. Well, why did he get that? Well, it's of, of course, because they, they're using Hunter Biden's name. And mm -hmm. he's getting his cut. And in those emails, you know, discussing Hunter Biden's name being used, they, they talk about, his business partners talk about how he's fine with taking all this risk. And they refer to this leverage of using the Biden name as the Biden lift. So it's very clear that they're mm -hmm. using the Bidens to, you know, as leverage to be able to get these accounts with really shady people and they're laundering money. Uh, for them. And then Hunter, Joe, everybody gets a cut. Oh, they're using each other. Mm -hmm. there's, no, there's, there's, there's no way around that. And I think <laughs> um, Hunter's just this middleman package boy for both of them. Yeah, it's what uh, 
Giuliani refers to him as a bag man. You know, he's just this, he's just a bag man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, but they've moved Bev and Cooney uh, out of prison, right? Mm -hmm. They just moved him out of prison, um, supposedly put him under protection. I'm not sure if they're actually protecting Bev and Cooney or if they're protecting Joe Biden from Bev and Cooney talking more. What do you think? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't gotten more details on that part yet. So I'm waiting to hear um, what, what the deal is. Yeah. The, F the FBI, you can pretty guarantee they're trying to protect Biden. Of course. I mean, obviously, they've been sitting on it for a year. Christopher right. Ray, Ray, yeah. once again, you know, if he brought this up, probably would have stopped impeachment. But, oh, yeah. You know, we couldn't do that because they didn't have another nominee. Just like the Hillary emails, just like the Wiener laptop. Oh, my God. And then just breaking the, today, Thursday, we now have this Fox News report that the, of the emails. Um, they've received an email that they've reviewed an email, and they're reporting about this specific incident. There's this, uh, this joint venture involving Joe Biden's brother, Jim, and Hunter Biden with this Chinese energy company. And they include this list of what they call domestic contacts for phase one target projects. You got to listen to this list. It's a who's who of corrupt Wait, people. I want to know what the name is of the Chinese energy company. Oh, I'll have to look it up real quick. I didn't write down the name. It was um, like CEFS, I believe, or something. Let me see. Hold on one sec. Because, you know, I did a whole report on energy and power and Chinese involvement in some of that. CEFC is the name of the company. And uh, so this, this deal that they're making, they're, they're making plans of who their targets are for phase one target projects. Listen to this list. Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer, Amy Klobuchar, <laughs> Dianne Feinstein, uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, Andrew Cuomo, Bill de, de, Bill de Blasio, <laughs> and Terry McAuliffe. Okay, there's wow. no names, but yeah, yeah. So then not only that, but we have emails to Hunter Biden showing this same Chinese energy company proposed a $5 million interest-free loan to the Biden family mm -hmm. and asking if they should lend the Biden family more. And then two weeks later, what happens? What do you know? 4.8 million of that 5 million was transferred directly into Hunter Biden's firm, according to the Senate report. So you're showing how these deals that they were making, uh, they're, they're getting their share. They're getting their share. They're getting their cut. It goes to Hunter's firm. You know, Joe gets his cut. Now we have some big names being dropped in association with all this. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. 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 And there's going to be, I mean, there's going to be so much more dropping, and this will probably drag out beyond, well, definitely drag out beyond the elections, but in the weeks to come, there's going to be so much more dropping on this between Giuliani and Bannon. And Bannon's clearly said they're rolling this out. They have this very well, you know, they're probably dispersing information to various outlets that they want. Oh, uh, look, they've, they, they've planned this as well. They, they've planned the timing of this, mm -hmm. of course. E e oh, yeah. Even on our side, you can tell. They've, yeah. they've, they've planned the timing on this right before the election. To oh, try yeah. to help as well. Of course, we know this. So, so the YouTube purge. I just now saw that um, Sean over at SGT Report just tweeted out. He now got terminated by 
Patreon. This shit really pisses me off, you guys. I mean, we're talking huge amounts of people in the past week and a half where YouTube just wrongfully terminated them because they're not pushing the narrative that they want pushed. And I know Amazing Polly, uh, PayPal shut down her account. What they do is they put like a six-month hold on it. So any funds you had in there, it's locked down. And who knows after six months if she's even going to get that. But so... So they're not only, and, we, and we've seen this in the past with a few people, but they're like really coming down hard now. And as soon as that Biden information, that Biden oh, yeah. dropped, that is yep. when the purge happened. And we're talking about accounts with hundreds of thousands of followers. Yep. Millions of people follow these, these sources, just wiped out, click of a button. Mm-hmm. It's, it's infuriating. So I actually am putting together an article um, just briefly about the purge, but I want to, I'm listing everyone who's been purged with links on where they can be found. And I'll pin that on my site somewhere too, so that people can find that. But I want it all in one place. So yeah, I'm just that'll reading, be out in the, in, in the next few days. Yeah, I'm just reading the email that SGT got here too. It's absolutely unbelievable. And it's, all comes down to, you know, the magic letter that everyone has to start being careful of now because they've obviously just going so hard against that. It's so frustrating knowing that at any point in time, you know, like for me personally, and I know a lot of people that do this, they shifted from other work they were doing into this and went, you know, just like sacrificed and gave up a lot in order to report and get this information out. And then eventually over time started getting, you know, donations or supporters or subscribers to where they could at least, you know, afford to cover some of their bills while trying to expose all of this. But knowing any day at any point in time, they can kill your social media accounts, your PayPal, your Patreon, your, you know, any means of being able to get the information out and any means of being financially supported. So, so they shut you down. We saw them do this a long time ago with Laura Loomer. They, I mean, they came at her from every which way. So it's important for people who were supporting them and following them to continue doing that, whatever other avenue they've created for support, or all these voices, all these researchers and reporters that are getting this information out, they're just, they're going to die off and they're going to end up having to take on some other work and they're going to have to give this up because they have no means to support themselves to keep doing it. It's, it's evil, absolutely evil. That and we, we, We've seen it with Stefan Molyneux. If you ever listen to his stuff, his whole stuff's going off YouTube. They took his accounts. Lauren Southern is another one. They did the same thing. Uh, and and this isn't because even because of the magic letter stuff. It's just because they didn't like what they were saying. Oh yeah, oh it, yeah. It's Orwellian. We talked about this in our podcast last week, uh, and it's just the censorship is above and beyond. Never seen anything like this, and it does not feel like we are even living in America. This is oh, no. this is big tech out of control. Section 230 doesn't need to be, it needs to be repealed. It doesn't need to be reformed. It needs to be repealed. These people need to pay and it needs to be broken up. These big tech needs to be broken up. It's gotten too powerful. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're just going to keep going with this and locking us down, locking us down until, you know, I mean, we saw when the Biden stuff hit, they they completely obliterated the New York Post. And then Twitter all of a sudden starts going dark across the country, right? It just like outages everywhere where people cannot access Twitter. And now they've recently changed it to where if you go to retweet, it doesn't let you just click on it to retweet. It pops up the window to where you have to comment. Now you can still just click tweet at that point, but it's, it's a stall tactic because they allegedly want you to comment. So they can go in and throw their comments and say, like they do to Trump all the time. You know, I don't even remember their exact lingo, but we believe that this, you know, context is not accurate and learn more here and you can click on it and see what the actual tweet was. It's just unbelievable. Shutting him down. Remember when he said his um, doctor said that he's now immune to COVID. So they shut that one down. (laughs) They don't want you knowing that. Mm -mm. Yeah. They're they're just trying to throttle the the flow of information because especially with these drops dropping so fast on the whole Biden scandal, Mm -hmm. uh, they're trying to slow the spread of the information and control it. You can't even read your damn comments on Twitter. You click on it, it'll say 100 comments. You go to click on them and you get nothing except for show as though this was, um, you know, this, this may contain... Da, da 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 and then you have to click show and then maybe you'll get like three or four comments that show up and then you have to keep clicking show 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 if you want to see them it's they're totally throttling us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's insane and i really feel for uh our friends because these are these people are our friends we've gotten to know them and right. you know three of them are you know sgt red pill 78 sarah westall they all sponsor my work so well we've, we've been on each other's shows these people are our friends. We've been on each other's shows, and we've been extremely lucky uh, so far with all our platforms that we haven't been taken out yet. I mean, we do, we are very particular how we do things. Um, I think we've had, we have tried to be as careful as possible in whatever way we can, but we still don't want to censor ourselves because self censoring is the worst thing you could ever do but we still want to try to navigate around the guidelines. And I think we've done that as well as we can. Yeah, but who knows? I mean, the way that they're going with this, I, I don't feel like anybody's safe. And that's why we do have backup oh, channels. Oh, definitely not. And we should tell everybody and make sure everybody knows, check the description. If anything happens on YouTube, you can find us in other places and we'll make sure to, you know, that you guys know how to get, get in touch with us in other places. Beat shoot's extremely important. Uh, for a video platform sense, and everyone really needs an account there. And yeah, a lot, I, I, sorry, I was just going to say a lot of them in the list that I'm having my um, article that's going to come out, a lot of them are, in fact, on BitChute. And some of them have set up on CloudHub. I've heard a lot of good things about CloudHub being kind of a mixture of social media plus videos all in one. Yeah, but you have to be American to use it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah. is the downside to cloud. That I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and and you know, and a lot of them are on multiple ones. You know, they're on several different platforms. Yeah, I I think we need to look at um other avenues just to be safe as well. I mean, uh, it's 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 always good to be careful. Yep. 
So let me tell you real quick um, about my two articles that dropped this week. Um, in the mix of all this other chaos going on, I have birds falling from the sky by the hundreds of thousands. And this was a really important one because I wanted to get out in front of the story because I could kind of see where it was going. And in a nutshell, I'll link it below, but just in a nutshell, it was back on September 12th, the story broke. And it was um, one woman out of New Mexico that, you know, studies this and said that there's hundreds of thousands most likely millions of birds, and we're looking at the higher end of this, that have just fallen from the sky to their death. Well, I start looking through this, and I'm finding every single report I possibly can that's been published on this, and I'm looking at the dates, and I'm going, okay, where the hell did she derive at this number? There's no evidence. There's no proof. The only thing we have is that, ironically, the, the first group of birds, they say 300, fell over White um, Sands Missile Range in New Mexico. And then the very next day, this journalist, coincidentally a journalist, happened to be walking on some trails in New Mexico and spotted a couple hundred birds that were dead um, along this trail. And so he did a video and then CNN and some other places took it from there and it went totally viral. And yet pictures and videos and um, they created this website so that people on the ground and they added all these states saying, oh, this is happening across the West. So if you see one, take a photo, upload it and document it to our site. And I'm like, why are they getting people on the ground involved? This is migration season. It's, it's totally normal. In fact, 35% of birds that migrate die. And so <clears throat> they're making it seem like, of course, it's climate change. Is the main issue now they are saying too that the fires could have had an effect with the smoke but that you know there was this massive cold front that came through and so i could just see the writing on the wall and the bottom line is the audubon itself says up to a billion and there's other reports and that i have linked in here as well backing this up that up to a billion birds die from window collisions alone in the u.s isn't that sad and then we have like 100 million annually the cats feast on. 7 million run into TV and radio towers. And so the bottom line is it's their natural habitat is, is literally being squashed. And the people such as Gates and Bloomberg and, you know, all the climate activists out there pushing the, the climate change hoax and shaming everyone else that, that you're you know, you're using too much water or you're doing your footprints too big and yada, yada, yada. Like it's everyone's fault that they are the ones that are erecting the buildings that are building out the towns that are putting up the wind turbines that are investing in the pesticides that are ruining agriculture, spraying chemicals in our atmosphere. They are the ones that are killing the natural habitats of the birds for, and greedily pocketing all this money and getting rich off of everyone while pointing to everyone saying, it's your fault, we're going through climate change, mm -hmm. when it's really not climate change at all. Mm. And so they sent some of these birds to Oregon and Wisconsin to be uh, autopsied and looked at and da-da-da, and I just have a feeling they're going to try to, uh, when those results come back any day now, they're going to try and blow this up. And now they've already got the groundwork laid out in their reports from a month ago. And you see what I'm saying? So 
I wanted to get ahead of the story because who knows if they're going to try and make it seem like this is again towards their climate change push or, um, you know, to change laws or whatever they can possibly do to mess with us. Or if they're going to try and say, oh my gosh, is this some new virus? Right. You can always see them teeing up a story for the yeah. future. <laughs> and just like, for example, and this is a totally different subject, but just for example, how Proud Boys got teed up in the last debate. And then now we've got, oh, Proud Boys back in the news. Why? Oh, uh, yeah. The old Lincoln project, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, what was that about? I saw that fly by and I didn't have a chance to really assess what, what was going on there. Oh, well, basically, they were trying to say, and, and the media just picked up on this so quick, that the Proud Boys were uh, causing election interference, contacting people, uh, threatening them, making, the, you know, making threatening statements to them that they have to vote for Trump. Other, otherwise, there's going to be some, some consequences to them. So just making and, threats. And, and as soon as that happened, it was the number one trending thing on Twitter, but nothing about Hunter Biden when that came out. Right. And then, you know, and so then, we had Ray come out and, and Ratcliffe on, on Wednesday night talking about Russian and Iranian uh, interference in elections. So the, so the media did exactly what Iran knew that they would do. They assumed fake Proud Boys emails were real and they used them to attack Trump, basically. But it was interesting that when Ray came out, they didn't talk about China at all. Uh, they just talked mm -hmm. about Russian and Iranian election interference. So. Yeah, I saw I was like doing dishes when that came on and it was literally lasted maybe two minutes flat. Yeah. 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 There's, there's only one reason why Ray is coming out right now. I mean, it, he, everybody wants this guy fired. He's out on, you know, this whole Biden laptop forever. He's been the, the one to come out and say it was white supremacists who were the, the big problem in the United States, not BLM or Antifa. Uh, he, I think, kind of revised those statements later on. But He's, he's been very much against this administration, total deep stater hack, and, and him coming out on Wednesday night talking about election interference, Russia again, Russia, Russia, Russia. Um, it, it's simply because of all this stuff going down with Hunter Biden's laptop. The FBI knew about it. They sat on it. They did nothing, even though there was child pictures of children on right. that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, real quick, let me tell you about the other one, because this one's brilliant. I absolutely love this one that James uh, Fitzgerald wrote uh, that I published Wednesday. SAS legend gives preppers food for thought. Um, maybe I should have, you know, we should have come up with a different headline because it didn't quite get the juice that I thought it would, because this guy is absolutely phenomenal and it is a fascinating read. And he, he gives insights that you wouldn't necessarily think about. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me, John Lofty Wiseman, let me just read this, this one little paragraph here so people understand who he is. Uh, John Lofty Wiseman is perhaps best known for his seminal book, The SAS Survival Handbook, which has sold over 3 million copies worldwide. Lofty joined Britain's Special Air Service in 1959 and was quickly deployed to the harsh and unforgiving deserts and jungles of Aden, Borneo, Kenya, and Malay. He later became a driving force in the creation of a Delta Force, 
the U.S. Army's Special Operations Detachment after hosting Vietnam vet and Green Beret Charlie Beckwith in the late 1960s. So he invites James into his home. He got some great photos. He shared all kinds of tips and insights and like the psychological aspect and fear versus pain. And it's not like, okay, this is what you want to prep for, for food on your shelves. You know, it's, it's very insightful, interesting stuff. Um, that he talks about, you know, this, this guy spent like 27 years doing this. And um, I highly recommend people read it. And also James pointed out in here, which I didn't know. Did you guys know that States were um, building up food reserves for COVID? Like they were buying up tons and tons, like warehousing all this food and then pointing to all of us saying, how dare us clear out the shelves. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's in there as well. There's, it's, he really did a fantastic job on this piece. So highly recommend people check it out. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now what have you guys been working on? I know you have another podcast coming out um, next Monday. What's, what's the one you covered this week? This week we talked about something that is both personal and I think a lot of people right now can relate to. We called it the shadow pandemic or the real epidemics. And what we talk about is just how this whole COVID thing, all 2020, the lockdowns, everything has just caused these huge spikes in depression, anxiety, suicide, uh, addiction, abuse. And we go through statistics, but we also share personal stories and just really dive into that. Yeah, so that, yeah, that, that, was, that was one that we just felt like we needed to touch on this week. Uh, you know, because I've, I've got off the addiction train with my cigarettes, so we thought we would talk about something that is fresh in our minds and something that, you know, one of us is dealing with at the moment. So it's kind of generally how we pick our topics. <laughs> yeah, and how you doing with that? What day yeah, I'm going. I'm, I'm going. Going good, man. I think I'm on. Let me check. Give me a second. I'll give you the proper number. He's got, got the app. My, yeah, I got the app. <laughs> uh, nine nine days, 20, 22 hours. Nice. Uh, it's, been, uh, it's been stressful, dude. I'm. I have no doubt. Stressful. Yeah, there's so much other things happening as well. So it's just like, why did I pick to quit smoking at this time? It's just oh, it's never the hardest. A hundred percent. And it's actually one thing I didn't bring up in the in the podcast because I forgot. So we just get lost in conversation there. But um, there really is never a good time, no matter what, to quit. And you know, if if you keep telling yourself that, and this is with any addiction. You're never going to quit it. Yeah. yeah it's tough. It, it is tough. tough. Now, what do you guys have coming out next week? That's it. That's what's coming out oh, next week. Oh, that's the one. Well, what was the one you just you released this week? So the one we did this week was uh, called The Great Awakening, and we talk about that, um, and we really talk about how this mass censorship and takedown of all these YouTube accounts uh, was trying to prevent that because there is a huge flow of information that is dropping daily now. And it's no coincidence that all these accounts were, were taking, taken down. Now they're trying to prevent a mass awakening to the corruption. 
Yeah. And we yeah. also talk about um, uh, Great Awakenings in general and different interpretations of them, what uh, what makes up a Great Awakening to some. Uh, yeah, so just just based on the topic that we talked about. It was pretty interesting. It was a good one, actually. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, and I'm just sitting here thinking, so with a headline for this, you know, we'd want to include Biden, but now I'm hesitant, you know? I feel yeah. like calling all of our headlines, like, after desserts or something, like, here's strawberry shortcake, so pe- so they can't even scan us and figure out what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and not even using the tags, you know? Just, gosh. Yeah, we, you just got to find smart ways around <sighs> it. frustrating. We're just going to be as clever as we can. Whatever happens, happens. That's right. Just keep moving forward. We're here with you guys as long as we can be. We're going to provide links for you and other ways that you can find us because this this podcast is on SoundCloud and multiple other platforms. So if you lose us on YouTube, that we'll still be around. We're gonna we're not going anywhere, and we'll be here as long as we can be. Right. Yeah, and we also we also are on BitChute, and um, so if YouTube gets the axe, already set up on BitChute, and I carry all the streams over to my website. I don't have them, technically I'm pulling them in. I don't have them on my server yet, but yeah, so. We're just hanging there. We're close. <laughs> election's coming up soon. You know, we... We will try to be as smart as possible to to stay around for that. I'll just start (laughs) calling every headline, you know who and you know what. Number five, you know who and you know what, number six. That's a good one. There you go. (laughs) All right, guys. You ready to wrap? Yeah. Yeah, All right. Well, thanks for joining us here on Dig It with the speaker, myself, the Sharp Edge, and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Please be sure to share this podcast. We're on Google Play iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and for now, YouTube. We'll see you back next time right here on Dig It.